Lent is a time for self-reflection and prayer. One way to do this is by exploring the life, actions, and teachings of Jesus. First Baptist Church of Athens, Georgia offers these devotions for your Lenten journey. Using the book, Seeing with Jesus, Developing a Worldview Shaped by the Gospels, written by Jack Glasgow, members from our church have prepared daily devotions offering insights, discoveries, and yes, sometimes questions. This week, our devotions correspond with chapter 2, Seeing with His Disciples. Today's devotion is from Jennifer Baxley. Listen as the piano arrangement of Be Thou My Vision, played by Alan MacArthur, points you to look at the world through the eyes of Jesus. Today's scripture is from Mark 2, verses 23 through 28. One Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need of food? He entered the house of God when Abiathar was high priest, and he ate the bread of the presence, which it is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and he gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for humankind, and not humankind for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath. Perhaps you heard or read a story recently about the Catholic priest who had used one word incorrectly during the sacrament of baptism over a period of more than 20 years. As a result, 
The Catholic Church deemed all of the baptisms, hundreds of them, invalid. Just because the presiding priest said, we baptize you instead of, I baptize you, apparently the baptisms, according to the presiding bishop, were not legitimate. To further complicate matters, the priest who discovered the faulty language was, in fact, watching a video of his own baptism when he noticed the mistake. So not only was his baptism considered invalid, his entire ordination as a priest was now in question. There are times in the life of faith that we become so busy pursuing our religion that we lose sight of pursuing Christ. This definitely seems to be a clear example of that. After all, it is hard for us as free-worshipping Baptists to believe that the expansive grace of God wouldn't cover a harmless misspeak like one word in a baptism. But before we are tempted to look down on this particular Catholic bishop or anyone else, for that matter, we must recognize as religious people that we all sometimes take our rules and traditions so seriously that we entirely miss our chance to experience the true nature of Christ. Perhaps nothing got Jesus into more trouble and nothing made the religious leaders of his day more angry than his blatant disregard for what they believed was the law that made them righteous before God. Consider today's passage from Mark 2. Jesus and his disciples were walking through a grain field on the Sabbath and gleaned a few heads of grain in a field that had already been harvested. What they were doing was not in and of itself illegal, except that they were doing it on the Sabbath, which violated rabbinic law. And this is just one of many ways Jesus had been in trouble in the second chapter of Mark. He was first in hot water for healing a paralytic by forgiving him of his sins, which was something, of course, that only God could do. Then he called Matthew, a tax collector, to be a disciple and sat and had dinner with some other tax collectors and rowdy sinners, the horrors. Just after that, he was criticized because his disciples were not fasting when they were supposed to. And then, of course, he had the wheat field problem. I once wrote about the Jesus of Mark II that I am pretty sure he would have been kicked out of my youth group. Jesus just didn't view the rules in the same way as the religious leaders. Why? I love the answer that Jack Glasgow gives in Seeing with Jesus. Clearly, to Jesus, the essence of discipleship is found not in strict adherence to religious tradition and custom. The heart of the law is to be respected and fulfilled, but legalism misses the real point of God's giving us laws and commandments. Jesus sees legalism as a way of promoting oneself. Through extreme piety and moral obedience, one is more likely to become judgmental of others and more prideful than caring. The concern is more for one's reputation than pleasing God. Jesus views discipleship more as a liberating and joyful inner desire to please God than as conformity to the external expectations of piety. Jack is right, and his point is demonstrated throughout the Gospels, which makes you think we should probably take it to heart. But I'm not sure we always do, or at least I do not, as one of my favorite bluegrass bands The Dale McCurry band sings, I'm a Pharisee in recovery. Google it. It's worth your three minutes. So when do our rules stand in the way of our being true disciples? I think it most often plays out in the ways in which we interpret and even distort scripture for our own benefit 
Anytime we use scripture to decide that someone else's sin is worse than our own, or that one group of people is better than another, or the way we see the world is superior to a way another sees the world, we distort the message of Christ. When we make judgments about who is and who isn't called to preach the gospel, when we declare someone of a different race, a different religion, a different sexual orientation outside the love of God, when we believe that our country is more worthy of God's favor than someone else's, we have lost sight of the vast vision and love of God. And when we use our religion to directly or indirectly promote our own power, or cause someone else's oppression, we've abandoned the very nature of Christ. We see this one play out in small ways every day and in vast wars that rage in this very moment. If we place anything at all before the love of God through Jesus and extending that love to our neighbor, we've ignored the one rule that Jesus really did think was important. Love the Lord your God with all your heart your soul, your strength, and your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Do this, Jesus says, and you will live. Let us pray. O God, in this season of Lent, turn our hearts toward the ways of Christ. Forgive us when we'd rather confess someone else's sin than our own, when we are more prideful than we are compassionate, when we justify our harsh words and actions toward others with our own religious justification. Teach us to walk like Jesus, guided by your heart, your grace, and your dream, not our dream for the world. Amen.